Well, hello everybody. Good evening and welcome to Church School Live. As you know, I am Gail Gilmore. I'm co-pastor Grace Entwined Ministry along with my husband, uh, Senior Pastor James E. Gilmore Sr. Of, uh, and we are located, as many of you know, at 1080 North George Washington Highway in the beautiful city of Chesapeake. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15 to study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so we're just so glad, again, that you are joining us. Some of you are frequent each week, and we're glad to see you. I know, I know everybody's eyes has been on the TV and listening uh, for the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial in regards to George Floyd. And we want to thank God that justice, that justice was served today. Uh, the verdict just came out and um, the policeman was found guilty of all three charges. It uh, reminds me of Amos 5.24. It says, but let judgment run down as water and righteousness as a mighty stream. This is just the beginning. And I, I, before we do anything else, I just want to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we thank you for what has happened today in regards to justice. We know that the battle has just begun, but this is a start. We ask you to continue to bless the family of George Floyd. May this be an eye-opener for our nation. Lord, we just want to say thank you because we know it was nothing but you. So we give you the honor, we give you the glory. We know that all of this cannot bring Mr. Floyd back, but we thank you for justice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, um, we are continuing to our lessons tonight. Um, as we go forth and as I said before it's always amazing it's always amazing um, as we go through these lessons as we go through these lessons that they are planned in advance you know they are planned in advance and um, they're always right on time they, they're dealing with things that we that we are um, going through, you know, right in this time. And as we said before, uh, we're getting ready to cover a lesson. The lesson is for this coming, um, this coming Sunday, April the 25th, and, and it's right where we are now. Uh, the title is A Nation's um, Plea. And, and maybe a lot of you have become numb to the everyday things that have been going on, what I call PMS, what I call pain, misery, and strife. But every time I hear about someone dying from COVID or the shootings across the nation, even in our communities and racial discontent, injustice, even poverty and all the rest, 
it, it, it just continues to cut a little piece of our heart and we should never become numb that this should be um, the norm. Um, I, I was um, walking today, I, I walk around my school when I get a break and um, I noticed our flags have been half staffed about, I mean, for a long time now. Whether it's been for all of the people that have died from COVID or the shootings and, and all that. And I, I even looked at my Facebook um, friends and I was scrolling through and, you know, just pausing a little bit. I, I've had maybe over 20 people that were on Facebook and they're not with us anymore. They have passed on. And so um, we can't become numb to those things. Yet things have not changed even since biblical times. Why? And, and tonight we want to look at the root of the problem. We're going to see it even in this lesson. We should know by now what it is. So let's go. Tonight's lesson is titled The Nation's Plea. The Nation's Plea. And like I said, this is nothing new. Our, our nation uh, uh, is still pleading. Um, and I ask you, uh, feel free to comment. I'm going to try to uh, look at um, my screen here. And uh, if you have any comments, if you um, have a question, I'm going to try to watch my screen and see if you have any questions. If you're on, put in the chat to say hello so I'll know that you're there uh, on this uh, laptop. Sometimes I can't see everybody as they come in on, but I'm going to try to do the best I can here. But um, I want to start talking about the lesson tonight. And for those of you that probably just came on, I know we are happy about the verdict that has just been announced. But again, we just cannot... Um, you know, be, you know, just relax. Again, this is just the beginning. So we're just praying. We're praying, like Amos said, that, that judgment would run down as water, like justice for George Floyd today, and righteousness as a mighty stream. But we're getting into Lamentation. Lamentations, it is an interesting book. And the lesson is the, the fifth chapter of Lamentations. It is in the Old Testament. It's an interesting name for a book of the Bible because you don't hear many sermons or teachings on this book. Uh, the word lamentation means passionate expressions of grief, sorrow, or pain, weeping. You know, it's like in the woods. We, we don't want to hear no more bad news, but lamentation is full of bad news. Uh, this is this book, of course, we don't hear a lot about it because we want to hear more about things that's going to help us get our praise on. And we want to know that everything is going to be all right. Don't we want to hear that when we uh, come? But the only bright light in the book of Lamentations is uh, Lamentations 3, 23, in the whole book which is one of my favorites. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That's the only bright part of the book of Lamentations. But we need this book, uh, Lamentation, because it also teaches us about how important 
our relationship is with God and how it can grow stronger even in the midst of pain and sorrow. See, when we go through pain and we go through these different things that are going on, this is not a time to to get further from God, and we need to get closer to God. Everything that God allows and does, it, it, he, he does it for a reason. He, he's always trying to draw us closer to him. So the prophet Jeremiah, he writes Lamentations, and he records what is happening during the time that Israel has been captured by the Babylonians. Uh, God used the Babylonians as his instrument of wrath because he was mad with fire against the children of Israel. And, and, and just like my husband says sometimes, God, sometimes he just raises his hand and he allows things to happen. So, And it's always to bring us back and to bring us into a closer relationship with him. We know this is not the first time that Israel has been captured as a result of their sin. We can think back when they were captive in Egypt during the time of Moses. So, like I said, this is, you know, it's a cycle with Israel. It's a cycle with Israel. So tonight, and I want to go through this because tonight in chapter 5 of Lamentations, we have a grocery list. I call it a grocery list of consequences that has occurred as a result of, wait for it, sin. The same thing that is happening today in 2021. So let's go, let's go. And you're going to notice as we go through this lesson, the blame is going to shift uh, throughout uh, this lesson. We're going to start the first verse and it says, remember, O Lord, this is Lamentations, the first uh, verse, fifth chapter in the first verse. Remember, O Lord, what has come upon us. Consider and behold our reproach. And so when you first look at this, remember, it's not that, that God has a memory problem. He, he doesn't forget anything. But what they're saying that, Lord, really act on what is going on, what has come upon us. Notice how they say what has come, like it's just something that just happened. You know how kids, if they do something wrong, it's like, mm, I don't know, did you do that? How did that happen? I don't know. But so, so the children of Israel is like, you know, this stuff has just come about uh, upon us and behold our reproach. And in other words, it's saying, uh, Lord, remember what has happened. See how it has been a disgrace. It's been an embarrassment. Remember last week I talked to you about uh, how this, the uh, writer said that we have become a reproach, an embarrassment. Even our nation has become a reproach. But as we started out here, they, they, they're talking about like this is something that's happened. I don't really know what is going on, but, 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 but God, you need to do something. You need to do something. So these are the things, the consequences, and as we go a little further, when we get to uh, uh, verse 7, uh, they shift the blame again, but by the time we get to verse 16, they put the blame where it should be. You'll see what I'm talking about. So the first thing, uh, 
verse 2, it says, Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. You know what? My inheritance that I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to get from God, I've lost it. Uh, it's, it's going to um, strangers. It's going to foreigners. Can we think about what is happening today? We that have been here, we, we don't get the things that maybe a lot of foreigners get. And, uh, you know, the Bible always talks about the first becoming the last and the last becoming the first. And sometimes we wonder, we know that it is unfairness. We know other people come and get opportunities that some of us, even as a black people, are here and do not get. But sometimes it is the result of sin, and this is what has happened to the children of Israel. They had the inheritance, and they lost it to foreigners and other people outside of Israel. Number three, we are orphans and fatherless. Our mothers are as widows. Uh, it doesn't say we are orphans and fatherless. I mean, motherless. It says we are orphans and fatherless, and our mothers are as widows. The question begs, as it did then, the men. The men were the head, and the men ended up in places, you know, some dead, some. And today, we have more men in jail and dead. And so we see the single uh, parent homes and things like that. And again, you have to keep in mind that the reason that Israel was going through all of this was sin. It was sin, bottom line. Um, we have drunken our water for money. Our wood is sold unto us. Uh, so water, you know, that's, that's, that's a basic. And they're saying now we have to pay for something simple as water from our enemies. We can't even get water freely because of how we have sinned and how we have gone against uh, God. Uh, I'm not saying that now, when we buy water today is because we buy it by choice. It's not because, you know, we uh, water's kept away from us. But water then, because of their sin, they had to buy their water. And our, listen to it, our wood, something that belongs to us, is sold unto us. This is how bad it has gotten that that instead of something trees and they could cut down the trees but now it's, it's because of sin they have to pay for their own wood our necks are under persecution we labor and have no rest this is almost like a repeat of when they were in egypt and they were under the taskmaster and the uh, slave even to the point they, the Babylonians even disregarded their Sabbath days. They did not give them any rest, even on the Sabbath day. That's how bad it had gotten. Six, we have given the hand to the Egyptians and to the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. You know, they have had to submit 
to the Egyptians and the Assyrians. There was an extra note that I wanted um, to mention there. Because we know that bread is a basic food, and, and it was something that the people had been able, just like they were able to get their wood, they were able to get their water. But now, even bread, they can't even go out and harvest the, the grain and, and sow and the harvest, even to make just basic things uh, like bread. Um, and so they had to uh, submit to their enemies and submit uh, to uh, the Babylonians and the Syrians and all of those that they were captive. That's what sin does. Sin, what, what? The thief, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy even what was already belonging to you. So you have to be careful about, about sin because it's a thief. It takes away what you uh, uh, was intended to have from the beginning from God. And we see it all throughout. We see it all throughout. When you think about even from the beginning in the Garden of Eden, uh, when sin came in from that point on, every time Israel sinned, they lost more and more. And then it turned around. They needed things that then they had to pay for. They had to get, look, when before Adam and Eve sinned, I always like to tell the story. Uh, they didn't need any clothes. You know, they didn't. You know, they didn't have the mindset that we had now. But now we have to have clothes, and we have to buy more things. And, and, and it was a result of all of that. Just think about that for a minute. Then, when we come to verse seven. I told you that the blame shifts all throughout this chapter. First, you know, I don't, we don't know why this stuff is coming upon us. Lord, remember us. You see what's going on. But then we have a shift in verse 7. Now our fathers have sinned. I'm going to blame it on our fathers and our ancestors. And are, and are not. They say our, families, our fathers have sinned and are not meaning they're dead. They don't exist anymore. And we have borne their iniquity. Now, the blame is on the fathers. The blame is on the ancestors. And, and, and now they say, oh, well, we know what happened now. Our, our fathers sinned, and they're dead, and now we are paying for their sins. See, it, it, it's not about that. We are responsible, but they're going to get to it by the time we get to the end of this chapter. So the blame is shifting. The blame is shifting. Verse 8, servants, servants have ruled over us. There is none that does deliver us out of their hand. What are servants? <laughs> These are servants in Babylonians that are over the Israelites, the chosen people. Here's the reverse again. And, and that's what the enemy does. That's what sins does. It, it flips the strip, the strip sometimes. It says that the servants, uh, the slaves in Babylonians, they have to serve the slaves and the servants in Babylonia and Assyria. We get our bread with the pearl of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Uh, so they're saying we hunt for food 
we, we, we're, we're taking a risk even when we um, hunt for food because of the violence that's in the countryside. So they are in a tough spot. And again, it did not have to happen. It was because the cycle, the cycle of Israel. We see the cycles even here in our country. See, people don't believe it. Every time we have something major, God is trying to get our attention. God is always trying to draw us closer to him, to have a closer relationship with him in everything that is happening. I don't care if it's a pandemic. I don't care if it's all these shoes. I don't care what is going on. God is always trying, whether it's a, a hurricane, Katrina, he's always trying to get our attention. He works through the air. He works through nature. He works through fire, water, wind through what's traveling in the air. How is the COVID traveling? It's in the air, all right? People don't want to believe it, but God is still trying to get our attention. Um, in verse 10, now this was an interesting verse, and I really had to see what this meant. It says, our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. And I was wondering about that. But what had happened was that the famine was so terrible that their skin, they had uh, contracted fevers. You know, sometimes in Africa, because of the different things like uh, malaria and, and yellow fever and all those types of things, and, and it was saying that they, because, again, because of the sin, they, their, their um, skin, uh, was you know it says black like an oven that 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 the fevers and all the illnesses because of the terrible famine they didn't have the right food or they had a lack of food or they had they only could get food that was not good for them and and there's a reference to that uh, earlier in lamentations uh, that backs that up. Uh, so if you, if, a lot of times you could go back and look at Lamentations 3, but um, there, there, it backs it up there. I didn't have my notes right here now, but it backs it up back in the earlier chapters of Lamentations. An, another consequence of the sin is that the enemy had ravished the women in Zion and the maize in the city of Jude. These are their tribes, these are their women. The um, enemy uh, had raped their, um, the enemies raped the women in Jerusalem and, and the young girls in the town. And we know, of course, that is a consequence of, of, of what has been happening. Uh, the princes are hanged by their hand. The faces of the elders were not honored. The respect that should have gone to the older elders, they had even lost respect because of the sin that had been committed. We see it even now uh, that, that our elders, our older uh, community seniors uh, are disrespected. We've seen it lately even in the Asian community and even in all of our uh, communities how our elders are not respected. They took the young men to grind and the children fell under the wood, meaning that usually the women were the ones that ground the, um, 
wheat and, and things like that, but now it has fallen to the young men. The young men should be the ones for war and battle, but they have been reduced to grinding grain. And even the young children, they are carrying heavy loads and burdens. Uh, that's what it said, the children fell under the wood. Even the small children are bearing uh, burdens of wood and things because, again, of sin. The elders have ceased from the gate, the young men from their music. You know, the elders were the ones, they sat at the city gates a lot of the time, and they conducted business. This is no longer happening, again, because of sin. They were the ones with the wisdom. They were the ones with the business sense. And they sat at the gates a lot of times to conduct business. But because they have let the enemy take over, because they have turned their backs on God, this is not even happening um, anymore. Uh, the young men just celebrate. They can't even do that anymore. The joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. There is no more joy. There is mourning. The crown is falling from our head. Now, here is the shift that we, not that it just happened, not that it was our fathers that sinned, they sinned, but let's put it where it belongs, that we have sinned. See, the Bible tells us we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We cannot sit back and say, well, that's happening now, that's happening now. I, it has nothing to do with me. We are all responsible in our own way. We are all responsible, uh, just like the children of Israel. We need to, those of us that call ourselves Christians, we need to get in a closer relationship with God. We need to do more of what he is telling us to do. And let me finish this up here. For this... Our heart is faint. For these things, our eyes are dim. Because of the mountain of Zion, which is desolate, the foxes walk upon it. I mean, it, it, it is so broken down that the foxes and the little animals can even walk all up and down Jerusalem. It's just devastating. Thou, O Lord, remainest forever. Thy throne from generation to generation now, wherefore does thou forget us forever or forsake us so long? They have been in such a bad way. They, have, they think that God has forgotten them. And they're asking why. Here's the plea. Why are you, have you forsaken us? Why do you forget, uh, forget us? Why have you abandoned us for so long? But then... And before I get to that, it, re it reminds me of, of what David said. He said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the what? The righteous. They think they have been abandoned because God is just, you know, they so bad. And, and, and it's true because they have not been in right standing with God. They have not been in right standing with his way. They have not been in right standing with his word. 
because the opposite, he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So that means the unrighteous will be forsaken. So uh, they said, have you forgotten us? Why have you forsaken us? And that word forsake means to be abandoned. Why have you abandoned us for so long? And this is the, this is the, this is the, 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 the real verse here. This is the good news. Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. But thou hast utterly rejected us. Thou art very wroth against us. In verse 21, and we're almost done, it sounds like that they don't feel they can do this on their own. They're asking God to turn them around. He says, turn thou us unto thee, O Lord. And they say, if you do it, we will be turned. We will come back 180 degrees, not 360, because you're going to go back and do the same thing you did before. But turn us 180 degrees. It reminds me of David again. He says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. That spirit is going to lead us in the right way in how we love and how we treat people and how everything that we do. So this is, we have to choose. We have to choose uh, to want to be turned. You know, again, God is not going to force anything on us. And, and, and see, when, when our nation gets back to pleading for this, uh, uh, doing it like it says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, because when you see that word if, it's always a choice. If my people were called by my name, if they would humble themselves, and the first thing, that means to submit yourself. See, our nation has not submitted more. We're turning more away from God than turning towards him. But if we would submit to God, what does it say? Seek him. We're seeking everything else. We need to seek him in everything that we do. Seek him. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But, and, but to pray, that means communicate. Turn from our turn. Let's, let's make up. Let God help you to turn from our wicked ways. And... Uh, and then he said uh, he would restore us. There's things that we have to do. And I love this. This is the real plea here, that God would turn us back to him, that we would have a closer relationship. Because, see, like I said, this is all our responsibility. We could sit here and, and look at what has happened in, in Minneapolis and with the George Floyd case, but if we look at the root of things, uh, that, that, that have happened, we could kind of take the tape recorder and, and, and wind it back. You know, even when I think about, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying what happened to George Floyd was very unjust. We know that. It was very unjust. But, you know, I, 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 I think back to what happened before. You know, what if he wasn't in it? What if he wasn't intoxicated? What if he didn't... Um, have the counterfeit money like they said you know sometimes but like I said that doesn't have anything to do with it but 
we have to kind of wind the tape recorder back because we all have a responsibility. Why are we certain places? We know some things has happened because people are hateful and mean and, and things like that. And, 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 good, and bad things do happen to good people at times. But there's a lot of things that if we weren't in the place, maybe some things wouldn't happen. When I think about children being shot, running around, what are they doing out there at, at, at two in the morning and so late at night? Where are the parents? Where Where's the training, you know, to, to, to uh, you know, you're not supposed to be out there. They shouldn't be with the parents. I know a lot of things are going on and people have to do what they have to do. But, but we all have a responsibility. And the more, the closer relationship that we have with God as he, as he grows us and grows us in wisdom, I believe that a lot of things that we see happening will not happen. So that is my time uh, tonight. I can't really see the people. I know you're watching. I've got numbers up here, but I am glad that you came on tonight. If later on you want to add something uh, to the chat or you have uh, some comments, I would really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, our prayer, our prayer should be to say, you know, Father, strengthen me to be willing to turn my heart to you, even in the midst of the sorrow, in the midst of the pain. See, I, I, I believe, again, God uses all of this. He uses everything. Like I said, the PMS, the pain, the misery, strife, that bring him closer to him. Well, this has been Church School Live. Uh, the podcast will be up shortly. I like the podcast because I can add a little music to the background and everything. But that will be live uh, later. Tell somebody about this. I'm here every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. And uh, you can catch the podcast later on. I want to thank you again for joining. Join us again next week. Oh, another powerful lesson next week. The title will be Speaking Truth to Power. How many times have we heard that phrase? We need to continue to speak truth to power. So have a great week. This has been Church School Live. Bye-bye.